Thank you again. Sorry sure. about that. No worries. No, no, no worries at all. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Good. Good. I'm excited uh, that you're um, able to hop on and yeah, wel- welcome into the podcast here. Um, yeah, I appreciate it, man. The first time I've ever uh, done a podcast, so this is really sweet. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a while. It has been a few months since I saw you last on the by the Rocky Steps. I would say so. A few months, yeah. maybe like a couple months, just about like the two month marker. Nice. Yeah, it's been good. You've been good since then, all as well. I've been good. I've been good. Um, I feel like so much has happened, and also so much hasn't happened since. Then. Yeah. But do it. Yeah, I've been pretty good. Good. Well, to start us off, if you don't mind, um, I think a great way to start would be maybe if you want to just introduce yourself to the world in um, whatever way, shape, form you'd like. Um, That'd be awesome. Sure. Uh, So my name is Zachary Brewington. Uh, I go by Zach for short or 2K. Um, I am... 25 about to turn 26 and i graduated from temple university here in philadelphia uh roughly around like four or five years ago i can't even remember but it was like back in 2018 um i graduated with a media studies and production a degree bachelor's and uh, from school i went straight into working and i was working as a photographer at qvc which is just an online e-commerce uh, website they do a lot of like television sales and uh, they're slowly transitioning into the internet but I, I was product detail photographer there and i did that for two years now i am working at um, an apple store apple retail here in philly and um, that's all in preparation for me to uh, reach my ultimate goal which is a, a tattoo artist and beautiful yeah, I think that's it. That's me. I love it. That's awesome. Why why do they uh why do some people call you 2K? Uh so 2K comes from uh pretty much a college nickname. I was in a fraternity when I went to Temple. Um and I got the nickname Krispy Kreme. Uh <laughs> with 2Ks. Yeah, so the 2Ks just originates from that. I well, it, it's it's like a long story. Not really a long story, but like Medium story short, um, at that time, I was also making music. I was, like, trying to rap and stuff. Um, but I didn't really have, like, a, a name fleshed out. Uh-huh. So I got this Krispy Kreme nickname. And then um, one of my friends just said Zach 2K because I just went by Zach. And it kind of just had a flow to it. So um, my rap name was Zach 2K. And then when I would just introduce myself to people at 2K and people would just call me 2K. Uh, so that's, that's where awesome. that comes from yeah where where did the crispy cream come from <laughs> <laughs> the crispy cream comes from a photo <laughs> <laughs> nothing good ever starts with a photo um, <laughs> but it's just it's a photo of me I, it's from like when i was in high school like senior year of high school uh and it's just a photo of me in in a mirror and it looks like I'm naked, but I swear I'm not naked. <laughs> uh, but 
I'm just I'm wearing a speedo and I'm holding a a donut like a donut pillow in front of me, uh, but the donut covers my lower body, so it just looks like I'm naked. Um, but yeah, that photo like resurfaced and was like going around, um, not campus, but like uh, my friend group and stuff. So they just started calling me Krispy Kreme. So good, so good. Love that. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Do you mind telling me a bit, a little bit about like your experience working um, right out of college, and I guess the transition now even to your to your new job. What's that? Yeah. Like, so the end of college was just a a very stressful time for me, at least. Um, I did not plan out my courses strategically and I ended up taking like my last semester of college was my hardest semester of college for some unknown reason um so I was just struggling with like uh just meeting deadlines with projects and all that I was uh, going through a pretty rough patch in uh, my past relationship uh so I had a like a lot weighing on me and then there was just a whole sense of like graduating so I was about to graduate. I was no longer going to be a student and I needed to look for a job. And I don't think I was really like focusing or like putting my energy into any one specific thing uh, that could lead to a career. So I was just sitting in like this limbo of what am I going to do? What if I don't find out? Um, but very fortunately, I did freelance photography like since high school. Um, and some of my really good friends are DJs. So I was their personal photographer when they had DJ gigs. So I just had a lot of history and experience, but, uh, photographing. And I think it was my sister who had a really good friend who was already at QVC at the company. And, uh, she let me know that there was a position open and I applied for it, got the reference and, I think it was like two weeks, two and a half weeks before I actually graduated. Um, no, not even. It's been so long ago, I'm like forgetting. So final year, but second semester, I was worrying about all this, but yeah. I found an internship at QBC. So yeah. I got hooked up with an internship. So I was dealing with all my stressful classes. I was working um, a lot, and I also had this internship going on. So I think that's where a lot of my stress was coming from because I had this internship and I wasn't sure whether or not I turned into a job. Uh, but right before I graduated, they ended up offering me like an on-call position, which was really awesome because right out of school, I had a job. Um, mm -hmm. So that set aside a lot of like my stresses at that moment. Um, and it was on-call, so it wasn't full-time. Um, it was pretty consistent though I had like 30 hours a week of work um so it was cool I felt like uh at, at least like in my immediate group that I didn't know too many people who went straight into work after graduating mm -hmm. um so it was really interesting trying to work my way from student into a professional work life um but luckily for me, it wasn't like super professional because it wasn't a photography studio. Uh, so it's very laid back, very chill. Uh, and I was also very in my element too, since it was photography. 
So it was super cool just to like learn um, what life after education, after schooling was like there. So I did that for two years and then uh, transitioned into uh, a retail space here in the city, which is just nicer. Um, I feel like there wasn't too much of a change other than like my actual work. But the biggest thing for me was my commute. And hmm. before I was working at QBC, before I graduated college, I kind of just settled on the fact that if I had to commute two hours, an hour, whatever it may be, I would do it for a job. Um, but for QBC, I was commuting almost three and a half hours every day. Wow. Um, and that takes a beating on you. Yeah. It definitely takes a beating on you. Wow. And yeah. so you you enjoy what you're doing now? I enjoy it <laughs> yeah. as much as you can. Um, a, a lot of my first jobs or a lot of my jobs when I was younger uh, was in retail spaces. Um, and then after I went to college and after I got that uh, job at QVC right out of college, I kind of promised myself that I wouldn't work in a retail space ever again. Mm. <laughs> but now I'm back in it and... Yeah, it's not like I dislike it. It's just not where I thought I'd be or not where I wanted to be at this point in my life. But um, I'm not actually, I feel like I'm not doing actual retail work like I used to do. It's more operational and systematic, mm. um, which is really cool because um, it's a whole other side of a, of a business that um, I didn't know. So there's that part that I really enjoy because um, it's always like a new day I'm learning something. Love that. That's great. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, I would love for you to tell me more about like the the dreams you have. I know, like when I met you, you were working on a project, and I'd love for you to talk about that project. Then also, yeah, just what kind of dreams and visions you have. Absolutely. Yeah. First, I'll I'll just hop into the project. Um. So right before the new, no, it wasn't right before, about like six months before 2021 started, um, you know, it's prime pandemic time. Everyone's just inside. Uh, but I was just like up late with my roommate and I was just thinking of like social media and virality and like what it takes for something to go viral on, on the internet, um, and I've always just been into social media. I just think it's such an interesting thing to come out of like the most recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought about this project, which uh, I call 2K plus one. And the goal of the project was to meet and interact with someone, have a conversation and ask them a couple questions about themselves and to take a picture of it and post it onto that Instagram, onto the 2K plus one Instagram. Um, and that was all to, for me, it was to get out and talk to people, meet new people and learn about the world through their lenses. And also to, um, take that moment to celebrate, uh, an individual for who they are, for what they do and what they believe in. Um, and that was a project. So that was going pretty strong. I would, my main goal was to try to do it, uh, every day. So I'd have a person for every single day. Um, but lately, actually in the last month, I haven't done it. Um, sure. Yeah. I just haven't done it. Um, 
I don't know why. I think it's because it was right when like vaccina- vaccinations started to become available for everyone. Um, and I think just life started to happen so fast. Like people started getting vaccinated and everything, at least in Philadelphia or what I've seen, like everything just started to transition back to the sense of normalcy that we had before the pandemic so quickly. It was slightly overwhelming. Um, hmm. I think part of it comes from the workplace because a lot of these changes were happening in the workplace. Uh, and I myself was just not handling the stress of it well. And I think uh, the, the project was just something on my plate that um, it went from something I really enjoyed doing to almost like a chore. Mm. So of recent, I just decided to like step away from it a little bit and just reflect on uh, what I did and my experience through it. And then uh, eventually I do want to hop back into it because it was something I really enjoyed. I feel like I met so many cool people like you for one. I, I met you, which was awesome. Yeah. Um, and I think for the people that followed the page, it was something just really interesting. Just, I don't, it, it was a very cool project and I'm kind of upset that I stepped away from it, but I also needed it. Totally. Um, but yeah, that was the one project that I started working on. And then as far as like my dreams go, I feel like I've had so many dreams in the past few years. I wanted to be a photographer. And then that didn't really pan out too well. Um, what do you mean by like being a photographer and in, in what capacity was that? So I... It was an, So photography was another one of those things where I worked on it, but I never really focused or set my sights on a specific type of photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing that, would, that I could really just like narrow down on and be like, this is what I'm going to specialize in and this is how I'm going to make money. Um, so I was bouncing around from all different types of gigs from like graduation photos to wedding gigs and then just small events and uh, personal headshots, stuff like that. Uh, but one thing I really did enjoy was doing like lifestyle photographies and nature photography, landscape, stuff like that. So I think initially when I really started to think about doing photography professionally, I wanted to get into more of a, a landscape uh, type of work and uh, work for brands like Nat Geo or travel network stuff that just specialized in going out somewhere and capturing the beautiful aspects of a, of a place. Hmm. Um, then I thought about doing wildlife photography and I was just so all over the place, but I think I, I really settled down when I was working at QVC and doing product photography. And I think um, professionally, that's where I wanted to end up uh, and focus on was like working with, fashion or just uh, items for different brands and working with models for clothes. Um, But I think the stresses I had with my job at QVC and photography just didn't mix well because it turned my passion for it into um, another one of those chores. and sadly enough, I really haven't picked up my camera all too often lately. Yeah. But 
it's helped, I think it's helped me figure out like different avenues of work that I want to get into. Um, Cause I love the freedom of photography, uh, the freedom to like set my own schedule and set my own pace, um, which has helped me uh, lean into the idea of, of tattooing full time. Hmm. And that's it. right now. That's, I don't even want to say right now. I feel very, very confident that uh, tattooing is uh, my future career. That's awesome. How did you get into uh, tattooing? I got into tattooing when uh, I got my first tattoo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I got my first tattoo, I think, when I was 17. Uh, and then slowly I just kept getting more and more, um, what was the the process like getting your first tattoo? It was so interesting, honestly, (laughs) because I had, I got my ears pierced on my 16th birthday and it wasn't anything that like my parents looked down upon, but it wasn't anything they were like too psyched about. Sure. Um, so the idea of getting a tattoo did not seem like it was possible, especially or while I was living at home. Um, but then my mom came home and said that she had this friend at work who did tattoos, and she asked if I was interested in one for my birthday. And I told her, yeah. And then he just came to the house and set up on our kitchen <laughs> table and gave me, my brother, and my mom tattoos. Wow. All, I think all of them were our first tattoos. Um, so that was really cool. It was an interesting process. I wouldn't recommend doing it from some sketchy guy from my mom's workplace again, though. <laughs> uh, I definitely need to get that first tattoo touched up. But I don't know, I'm super happy with it. Interesting process, but yeah, it just it led into me getting more and more tattoos. And um, when I moved to Philadelphia, there's a tattoo convention here. And I started going to that and that just opened up the whole world to me because I got to see all these different artists from across the country and talk to different vendors and just learn a little bit more about tattooing other than what I knew about it. Um, and that's what just sparked the idea of maybe I want to try it out like as a hobby just to get a gun so I could tattoo myself or tattoo friends. Um but I never really entertained it until very recently. Um, my girlfriend uh, went to hair school. She actually, like, during the middle of the pandemic, she quit her job and just, like, dove right into hair school. That's something that she, like, thought about. And she just took a chance. And I really admired that about her, which made me be like, hey, I really wanted to, like, tattoo. I'm just going to buy my own kit. So I bought my own tattoo machine and I started just working on like fruits and fake skin and I started drawing a little bit more too. I, I started drawing before I actually bought the, the tattoo thing. So that's what led to me actually buying it. So it was like her inspiration and then me picking up uh, drawing. And then I think I tattooed myself and as soon as I like tattooed myself, I was just like, I want to do this. This is very enjoyable. And I, it's been something that I just feel so confident about and picked up very quickly. I feel like 
for the amount of time that I have been tattooing, I'm not to brag, but I feel like I'm 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 decent. I, I'm I'm yeah. I'm pretty good for at least like the time that I've spent with it. Um, so I know that's like uh, it's in the cards for me. That's awesome. That's so good. I want to understand more of the 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 wants to get tattooed. I've never like desired getting a tattoo in my life. But, yeah. Uh, I just yeah. Is it for you? Was it like I want? What was the reasoning for like wanting to get a tattoo and I guess continuing to get them as well? So my very first tattoo, I think the reasoning for it was because. Hmm. Yeah, if there was. I think about it. Yeah, I I don't know. Because I don't know why my mom actually brought it up to me. Because I don't remember having conversations with her about tattoos. Um, But I think it was just because the life I lived was very similar to the life of, like, of a person that would have tattoos. Or, like, Hmm. because I skateboard. And I was always kind of, like a rowdy kid I was into like rap and rock music and um I think there was just like certain aesthetics about me at the time that my mom was just like I feel like you'd be into tattoos um especially after I got my ears pierced I think that's what did it for her um but yeah she like offered it and I had to think about what I would get um and my very first tattoo is actually from the Lion King. It's that little cave drawing of Simba. Wow. Um, and I got that uh, for my dad, uh, who passed away when I was younger. But that was just a movie that we watched a lot. So um, I guess that was like the motivation for my first tattoo was just because the, the meaning and symbolism. Um, it was just like a little bit of homage to my father. And then... I think after I got that one, I just started getting more tattoos because I thought they were cool. And at the time, I would like try to think of some deep meaning. Uh, and I look back now at like the, my reasonings for some of the tattoos I got when I was younger. And it's so funny because I'm just like, no, I just wanted it because it was cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There really was no meaning. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I think there, as a tattoo artist and just as someone with tattoos, I think there's really only two general um, reasonings for someone to get a tattoo. And one is because um, it's something memorable. It's something symbolic for a family member, just for... Uh, a moment in someone's life, uh, something emotional. And then I think the other side of it is uh, purely aesthetic. And it's just um, turning your body into a a canvas and and displaying art and pretty much becoming a piece of art. Um, The cool factor, if I must. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think those are really like the only... Well, I don't want to say only reasons, but like the two general umbrella reasons why um, I got tattoos and why other people would get a tattoo. Awesome. Yeah, that's sweet. Do you have do you do you have a favorite at certain times and then favorite at a different time? And does that how does that work for you? A favorite tattoo? Yeah. 
Yeah, so I do have a favorite now, and it's uh, it's actually the most recent tattoo that I gave to myself. Um, and it's it's a two part tattoo, and it's just some text that I got on my leg. So one part of it is above my knee, and it says I've grown, and the second part is below my knee. It's on the same leg, and the second part says so much. So it's I've grown so much, mm. and to me this that specific tattoo has a little bit of meaning just because i whenever i look at it it reminds me of everything i've been through and just like the amount of time that i've spent on earth alive and just the fact that like every day i'm growing uh i'm totally different than the person i was before because i know a little bit more than i did and i i grew a little bit so that's my favorite tattoo because I, it, it's just a, a good reminder to myself to just keep pushing on even when it gets harder because I'm going to grow through it. Absolutely. Um, but I think in past, some of my favorite tattoos have changed. Well, not, it's not too common. Got it. I, that, that's beautiful. I, I really like that. Thank that's, you. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I've got some question cards in front of me and i'd love to dive into them with you um if you don't mind me asking some more questions let's go for it man sweet um this one this is just a question i actually wrote down before the cards but i was curious we talked we've been talking a lot about like career and work but Mm -hmm. i was wondering just like what are some things that you like truly value outside of work just in life in general some things I truly value outside of work. Uh, this is a good question. This is a really good question. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking. No. Yeah. Please take all your time. Yeah. The more I work the more I work for a company or for someone else, it makes me just value my own personal time and just moments of, of calm moments that I have to myself where I can choose what I want to do with my day, where my day is not dictated by something else. Mm. Um, so my time is extremely valuable. And I think as I grow older, that's something that I value more and more because it, it's it's fleeting. Time is so fleeting. Um, and the moments that you have with people and the moments that you share with people are also so fleeting, which makes me value time even, even more because as you grow older, everyone starts to... starts to really go down their own path and live their life. Um, like, for example, I grew up with my friends and all we had was, like, high school, which we would always be together. And then... We'd hang out after school, um, and there's like my brother and my sister and other family members where we'd always be hanging out on the weekends. Brother and sister, like I'd see them every single day. Um, and then fast forward to now, where I don't live with my brother, I don't live with, or I don't see some of my high school friends all the time. Um, and I'm at a point where like I'm living with roommates now, but I'm looking to move in with my girlfriend. So. Uh, the time now that I have with my roommates is going to be different than it will be 
in, in some time. Hmm. So I, I'm truly starting to appreciate time that I, I spend with myself and with other people and value it because I feel like that time they spend with others gets shorter and shorter. Yeah, totally. I resonate a lot with that. Um, yeah, it seems like you're in a, yeah, a space right now where you're, you really like soak it in, which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like, yeah, you ever have, um, moments that are like to yourself that you wish you had a space or time to like share with other people as well definitely definitely um I think I'm how how would I explain it there's people that call themselves like extroverted extroverted introverts I think I'm an introverted extrovert in the sense that i I really like time alone, yeah. but I enjoy time with other people more. Um, I don't know what it is, but uh, I feel like I can't have too much extended time by myself because I just get lonely. Um, Or I'll just have like all this energy to myself and it feels weird to expend it in any way other than just like being with someone else and like having conversation with other people. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like sometimes it's also like really good to just have those moments where you are a little lonely and you're just by yourself. Right. Um, when, when you're with other people, there's not too much time for their introspection. Yeah, it's this fine balance for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Some art. Um, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Um, got a card here. It says, where is your favorite place in the world and why? My favorite place in the world. I really haven't been to too many places, so it's not that hard to choose from. Um, I have two. I have two answers though. Sweet. So, my favorite place in the world, just based off of like places I've actually been physically been, mm-hmm. I think right now would be Costa Rica. Uh, I went there for spring break a few years back, and it's just such a beautiful country. It's such an amazing country. Um, it's right in Central America, and it's so small. But the areas in Costa Rica are so diverse, and it just blew my mind. The wildlife there is amazing, and just, it feels so untouched by human influence, which is crazy because part of their income is, it's uh, tourism. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're huge on tourism, and that's really how they, like, build a lot of income. So it's wild to see that they're been able to do that yet leave so much of their natural land um feeling exactly like it is natural Mm. um and everyone there just like uh a costa rican phrase is pura vida which means pure life or i believe that's what it means um 
and it's crazy because I've I haven't been anywhere where across the board everyone lives by this kind of lifestyle and everyone there is just so nice and they're just living they they really just enjoy life and the beauty that that is to offer so that's my favorite place to be that I've been physically and then my second answer to the question is a metaphorical answer because I haven't ever been there um but it's the state of California Mm. and I say it's my second favorite because I've I've just always felt such an attachment to California even in high school people thought I was from California or just said I had like a Californian vibe which is crazy because California is also like a big state um so I feel like there's tons of different people there but just something about it I just feel like hits me and resonates with me so much and when I think of places that I would live in the future it's very hard for me to say that I would step away from Philly because I really do love Philadelphia um, and it's definitely a place that I've established and known to call home yeah. uh, but when I think about like other places I would want to live California is always like right there at the top right in front and it's hard for me to like diverge from that wow yeah well if you have any questions about california recommendations let me know it's where i've uh spent most of my life so (laughs) yeah definitely yeah i'll definitely know to reach out yeah that's awesome all right another question card here um what was your most challenging experience and how did you overcome it? Hmm. This is a tough question. These are some deep questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Get, get real on the podcast for sure. Get real. Yeah. Uh, can you ask that again one, one more time? I'm sorry. Absolutely, yeah. What was your most challenging experience and how did you overcome it? Hmm. My most challenging experience. I think my most challenging experience would I think it would have to be my dad passing away. Um, And I say that because I think that event, um, it it just, it, it affected me for so long and in ways that weren't always so apparent or in ways that weren't there at the moment or were and they're gone now but um it was just an event that at the time was very hard for me to handle and um and cope with and I think my struggles handling it and coping with it then 
affected how I was uh, later on. And I built habits that were very destructive um, to myself and to others. And uh, I, I, I became or I started to become a person or I, or I had tendencies that I really disliked. And I ended up disliking a lot about myself and withholding a lot of myself from from the people that were closest to me Mm. um so in the moment when he did pass away like a a lot of my struggle was just dealing with that and growing up because it happened when I was pretty young I was like in my teens Mm. so I had to go through college without uh, a father um, and then I had to go, or I went through high school without a father, and then I went through college without a father. And uh, all throughout this time, there were so many moments where I wish that he was there so I could talk to because I still have my mom, but she was, or she is an immigrant. She came from Brazil. So uh, I feel like a lot of instances that I was dealing with or struggling with, um, I could reach out to her and talk to her, but they weren't specific to her because it was specific to this country. It was specific to like the things um, that are familiar to the United States that she necessarily wasn't familiar with. And my dad was from the States. Um, So I feel like he just would have had better insight or better experience to, to speak from to help me handle some of the stresses that I had. Um, so I was tough. And then, uh, like I said, I, I, I built tendencies and became something that I really didn't like. And I struggled a lot, but I overcame it by literally just facing it and, and handling it, accepting things for how they were and accepting that I may have done unsavory things and may have hurt people may have lost friends because of my actions or words, but to learn from it, to just look back at all those and reflect and learn. Um, Going to therapy was huge. And that's something I suggest to anyone and everyone, even if they haven't dealt with any kind of loss in family or anything traumatic to themselves. I feel like therapy is just, a super powerful tool for anyone to handle any kind of stress. Um, Cause it definitely helped me. And then literally one of the major factors that really helped me overcome uh, some of the challenges that I w- was faced with later on in my life um, was my girlfriend now who just helped me build a sort of like self-confidence and self-acceptance, which I think was the biggest part was accepting myself um, that helped me reflect on certain things and helped me look back and then look forward in a totally different kind of lens um, mm-hmm. that turned me from a very pessimistic person to more of an optimist. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. If you don't mind, Thank I'd you. love to learn more about the 
yeah you spoke about therapy and just the process of even like getting involved going into therapy yeah how that yeah how that process was and what it looked like um so you want me to speak on like my personal experience with it sure yeah okay if you, if you feel comfortable, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely do. Uh, so, I think one of my... How do I want to put this? I think one of the things I really want to point out about my experience, at least, uh, with therapy was... Um, I started going to it when I was younger in my teens after my dad passed it was like one of the first things that uh, my mom tried to get me into to help cope um but at the time I was like handling that and I had my own um I had depression going on and uh, some anxiety and stuff and there was such a stigma around therapy that affected me so much that I was so against it I did not want to go to therapy because I didn't think it would help. Um, I didn't want to be prescribed antidepressants because I didn't want to rely on anything. And that was like another thing was like, I felt this need to not rely on anything. Like I didn't want to rely on therapy. I just felt like I needed to do things on my own. Hmm. Um, and that definitely wasn't the way because with me wanting to handle things on my own, I would just keep my feelings in. I would bottle them up which is never good because they just build. Um, they build to a point where ultimately I would explode and I'd hit points where like I wouldn't even understand what I'm feeling because it was just so much at once. Um, so when I was younger, I was super against therapy and I wasn't really about it. And in college, I tried to get back into it. Um, and I didn't keep up with it too often. And I, I think part of it is because I wasn't happy with my therapist. And I think that's another important thing that comes to therapy because it's it's super important. I feel like everyone should go to therapists. But another thing, and it's just like finding um, your doctor or finding a dentist. It's like you need to find one that works for you. Hmm. So I needed to find a therapist that worked for me. And I've been through so many different people until I reached someone that I felt comfortable with um being comfortable with and just like speaking my mind with without holding back um was a huge turning point for me because it just allowed me to let everything I was feeling whether it was um coherent or had any form of structure but just letting it out and having someone objectively look at it and help you figure out what it is that I was feeling and what it was that was truly affecting me and making me feel certain types of ways and um, understanding myself in those moments. It, it, it's, it's a super long venture. It, I don't want to say super long because I don't want to deter people from it, but it can be a long venture. Um, but it's one that's definitely worth the effort and worth the time that you put into it. Because when you do find a therapist that works for you and you're like you're working on a schedule and you're just letting things go, you are doing exactly that. You're letting things go and you're freeing a weight from yourself that would just be impacting you uh, if you just let it sit there. 
I would love to learn more about the process of going from like feeling like um, that you could like do it all on your own. You're saying that you didn't even want to feel like you had to, you know, had to, like, yeah. you didn't want that mindset of like that, that phrase in your head that like, I have to do this. You know, you want, it felt like you could, but you know, you didn't, you didn't want to become reliant on it. So you're saying, yeah. I guess I'd love to learn about like how, oh. yeah, you're able to let go of that and yeah. Um, a few things helped me let go of that, uh, and some of that is, I think, um, I just hit a stride with with different people in my life, uh, whether it was friends or family, but um people who also have been through things, uh, finding someone who's empathetic, I think is huge, especially when you need to get something off your chest because, uh, they would be, they will be there to let you know that they're there for support. They're there to support you. And I think for me, when I first started, what, what was holding me back, what kept me, um, resistant, uh, was because I felt like I was a burden. Mm. Uh, and that's something I truly didn't feel. And I was already, um, struggling with depression and I people who, I feel like people who are depressed commonly feel like that. Like they feel like they're a burden to, to themselves and to their friends, to their family. Um, and having to go to therapy felt like I was becoming more of a burden on people. Um, so that's something that kept me resistant. And then, like I said, having some friends and family and just trying it out and like telling myself that like, I, I'm not a burden and I matter, like my feelings matter. I need to like get this off my chest because I can't be my best self for anyone else. I can't provide the best support for anyone else if I'm also just dealing with stuff, um, if I'm feeling like a burden. Um, and then other things that helped me just transition from like resisting to being pro therapy. Um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. No. Oh, I, I think it's because I started to just open up um, myself to different people, to different friend groups and, uh, allowed myself to see things from different kind of perspectives. And that said, I felt like I started to really understand um, societal impacts of the world or of this country and how they affected me. And I think something that made me very resistant before was also the fact that um, I was a man, like I, like I'm a, I'm a, I was a boy, I was a grown man, I was a grown boy. And we've just lived and been so accustomed to a patriarchal society where men don't cry and it's like off color for a guy to talk about their feelings. And all that was like drilled into me when I was younger. So when I was hitting these points, I, I felt like therapy made me weak. I felt like re- being reliant on that to handle like things that happened to me was not the right way. And 
I think that's what also made me resistant. And as time went on, it, I just started to realize that, like, and excuse myself, uh, excuse my language, but like, it's a ton of bullshit. Like, hmm. um, there's no reason anyone should be telling you that you can't cry. There's no reason that anyone should tell you that you can't feel because it's it's all human. Whether you're man, whether you're woman, whether you're trans, what whatever it may be, we're human, and we're all going to share the same reactions and have the same feelings. Um, and I I just came to a point where I realized that, and I stopped caring about whether or not something made me look weak. I stopped I literally stopped caring about me being a man, uh, and started just focusing focusing on myself as a human, as a living thing. Um, as a living thing and as a human like we have a great thing called a brain and we have such capacity for intellect and for thinking that it's a blessing and a curse because we can learn so much and we could create and have crazy imagination and all this is just happening in our head but also there's a deeper and darker side that could happen. And there's so much self-doubt that we can impose on ourselves. Um, and there's so many negative things that happen in the world that could negatively impact us and stress us out. Um, and I think turning myself off to that when I was younger was one of my defensive mechanisms because I didn't want to feel it. I didn't want to feel the negative things. Um, but as I grew older and started focusing on this idea of like, I'm a human and these negative things happen. I need to accept them and then go through it. Uh, Help me uh, change my perspective towards therapy. How did it feel like, feel really after you decided like, I'm, I don't, I don't care. I'm going to, I'm going to share. I'm going to, I'm going to be me. Did it? Yeah. How did that feel once you? It, it feels so good. It feels so, so, so good. Uh, it's crazy. It it feels, it feels so good. And I like something to relate to it. Um, very recently, maybe like, a year and a half ago, uh, I came out as bi. And I think that was something that I, I don't want to say was struggling with because it's not a struggle, but it was something that I had difficulty coming to terms with. And a lot of it relates to what I was saying about um, patriarchal society and how it affected me as a growing person. And I think I would have so much self-doubt and I would dislike myself because I was feeling certain ways and I was afraid to feel that way. But then I hit a point where I was just like, I don't care. I don't care. I like, I'm my own person and I'm just going to be myself. And I like that about myself. And I, I've just hit a point where like ever since I did come out and just truly started to just be myself unapologetically. I feel so confident in the things that I do. I feel so confident in what I wear and how people perceive me. And I don't care about how people perceive me, stuff like that. 
Um, and it's just so nice to like make moves without worrying about other people's judgment. Um, and I think that's like something that resonated with me with you that hit a note with me. Um, because you had your whole dancing thing where you would just travel and dance and it's a very similar thing where you're just you're just doing something and it doesn't matter what other people are doing like you're doing something because you enjoy it you're doing something because it is you Hmm. and there's nothing more freeing than that and it's just it's such a good feeling i'm so energized listening to this it's amazing thank you (laughs) Firing me up. It's awesome. Um, yeah, and it's it's really cool too because hearing you share, and, and this goes back to just like making a decision to share and like to be vulnerable and open up. Like the fear in our mind of, of sharing is, is so great. But once you do it, not only is freeing and feel so good like you were saying, but it also like, hearing it like on my end hearing it from you like is also so like it, it's so fueling and brings me so much life as well so um that's great yeah, yeah that's really cool yeah I, it, it's exactly like you said like there's a there's a fear to open up like i feel like a lot of people just have this fear they have this reluctance to to share um and it's so crazy that like we've um, we've developed this kind of fear um, because humans throughout time have always just been like a community-based experience. We've always just lived in, in our tribes and you share, like you, you have experiences that you share with each other. And it's upsetting that people stray from that and they, they get close, so close off and they're, they're so afraid of, sh- of sharing themselves. But exactly like you said, like once you do it, it just feels so good. It feels so free. What do you think would be like a way to, I guess, increase the space and like ability for people to really like showcase who they really are? And I guess like get the encouragement and to really like be vulnerable and authentically themselves. I don't know if you have any there. Hmm. What do I think it would take? I think what it really would take, and it stinks because it's it's a responsibility on each individual person, but I think what it really takes is is just being open. Yeah. Um, being open to change, being open to ideas, and and also self educating, and trying to break down bias, trying to, um get rid of stereotypes, like anything that make you think, any anything that just like keeps someone from putting themselves in, in anyone else's shoes, like any kind of walls like that. Because um, I think when you're able to envision something from someone else's perspective is the only way that you could truly understand what they're going through without trying to compare it to what you've been through or what... Um, because everyone has their own experience. Everyone's experience is so unique and individual um, that when you try to like match it up with what you've gone through 
or you try to match it up with like certain biases or stereotypes that you hear it already like creates um an idea in your head that um keeps you from really feeling how someone else is feeling how someone else is um trying to express themselves so if like if there's a space where people can truly be their authentic selves as supporters of that space, you want to feel that person's authenticity. So if you're implying your own biases on them, you're not going to feel any kind of authenticity. Hmm. Absolutely. I've been, I'm thinking of, I don't know why this conversation just reminded me of like the inputs that we receive day to day and, you know, how those shape even our ability to, yeah, just speak in the world or online. I mean, social media in general, it's just, I kind of see it as this. Um, there, there's so much good and so much, I guess, I don't know, to rethink about it as well. I think I see it as such a positive in that we're gaining so many different perspectives and mm-hmm. you see so many different people and, and things. And it seems to be as if there's, um, it curates in our minds like a quicker way than just going about in our day, a quicker way to see more people's lifestyles. And I think with that, there's more acceptance of, of different people um, and styles. But also I think that it's this, yeah, this double-edged sword because there's, it's almost like it, it latches so many people in so deeply that it's, uh, then like the comparison comes into play and Mm -hmm. it's hard for them to see who they are um, truly. So yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are there on just social media. Um, I'm I'm glad you brought it back to social media because I've actually been thinking about it a lot lately and, and it impacts whether or not it's like good or bad. Hmm. Um, and I err on the side where I think social media is good. I, I think it can be good. And um, I was also like listening to something or, or watching something about social media and about how um, different social media brands need to take more of a responsibility for what is being broadcasted on the, on their platforms and stuff. The mm-hmm. same way that like newspapers and television channels had uh have certain regulations and uh, too much regulation is, is a bad thing, but too little regulation I think is just as bad. Um, And it's such a gray area, but I do think social media can benefit people. And I, I, I feel like we've seen it already. We've seen it happen with, um, like this past, this past summer with the BLM movement, there's like so much that, happen just in that one summer that it was so much negative that I feel like people were were seeing on their screens but it also like opened us up to what really is happening what certain what people are actually living through and it helped I think uh, it helped people truly understand like what it's been like and it's crazy to think that um you know the civil rights movement was not that far away in in our history like it mm-hmm. was very close um to present day and 
even though it was like so close as it was, it feels like enough time has passed where we shouldn't be dealing with uh, with civil right inequality, that we shouldn't be dealing with racism and, and xenophobia and some of this other stuff, but we still are. And it, it may not be super apparent, but it almost feels like that sort of hatred is, is stronger than it was. Um, and I think like part of that, like, is because of like the little regulation on, on certain platforms and stuff It creates a space where people can um, openly hate and that kind of energy uh, builds mm-hmm. and it's crazy, but it also creates a space where people can share love and people can see other people from across the world and create these connections. And I think that's why social media is so good um and not just social media but like global internet global media uh and that accompanies just like internet spaces social media and also like online video gaming and uh, online video gaming is something that i truly value because it it has created spaces where people from across the world can join a lobby and be with each other play together and create teamworks and create friendships and it's the same thing as, as social media like people create friendships and they join groups of people from all different kinds of places ethnicities cultures and backgrounds that we share these ideas and we share these things that may look different on the outside but are still the same like i look at some asian cultures and some latin american cultures and i feel like some of their rituals and just things that they do look different on the outside but they hold the same kind of values. Um, and I think social media allows us to see those values, see those things that we as human individuals all hold dear to us. And it allows us to fit them into uh, into a scope that we could view it and, and understand. Um, yeah. yeah, so I think social media, is a, it's, it's, a, it's a scary thing because it's new. Right. Um, but I think it has brought on more good and can bring on a lot more good uh, than it has brought on more bad. Totally. I agree. I think, yeah, personally for me, I think it's just uh, like what we were saying earlier, it's just finding the, finding the balance, how, how to use it. And um, yeah, really like, be able to take the take the good from it um mm-hmm. yeah completely agree um all right got a, got another question card here this one this is a heavy hitter but um okay what do you think you want most from life hmm what do i think i want most from life Hmm. I think what I want most from life is is just the experience. Um the experience of living, the experience of 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 knowledge. Um uh, 
I feel like we're an ever-growing, ever-learning species that um, will never reach a point where it, we're like, okay, this is enough. Um, we continue to create different kinds of experiences, and we have experiences that have existed throughout antiquity that we still enjoy and and dive in now and that's something that i i want from life because i like read history books and i listen to stuff like that and it's it's crazy to think that millennia ago there were humans walking around on this planet um and we're the descendants of those people and we've come so far as a society and we've made so many things happen it's it's so truly mind-blowing and like the one thing that i want most from from life is just the ability to explore all of it is to experience Mm -hmm. as much of it as possible like i personally like i want to travel i want to see the world because we have this huge world a huge huge world and i lived in pennsylvania all my life and i've probably only seen six percent of it if i'm being honest yeah. and that just blows my mind because pennsylvania is a speck uh a speck in scale of like the rest of the world and then there's space and now we're like reaching points where people can take a luxury trip to the moon in a couple of years and it just blows my mind because like we have everything we have here on earth to experience and enjoy and then there's this unknown out there and there's also this unknown even in our oceans so Mm. it's like the mystery of life that is so intriguing to me that makes me like really value um, life as an experience Um, so it makes me really just like want to make the most out of how I live my life and the things that I do things that I see and the people that I do those with and stuff like that that was so beautiful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. Man. So yeah, it's like it's inspiring to hear. Um makes you wanna makes me wanna get up and, and go, you know. Um so yeah, thank you for that. Um and then another question I like to ask is um to most of my guests, is there or yeah, how have there been any things on your mind recently or um just now that you've you think you've wanted to speak more about but haven't really had the space to do so hmm i think i've hit a lot of those notes already yeah um i guess just to like round back um especially since it's pride month um it's okay like whatever people are feeling, whatever you are feeling, it's okay to feel how you feel. Um, not everything is black and white and everything's so fluid and it's just, I feel like it's a world of love out there. It's a world that we can enjoy together. So be yourself let others be themselves, let them enjoy their space, let them enjoy 
their experiences as you enjoy your space and your experiences. And that said, or to extend from that, um, stop hating on others. Stop hating on other people for what they have or for who they are, for their skin color, for their their own struggles or their they're anything people are people some people life's unfair and that's the sad reality of it some people are born into money some people are not um some people are born with black skin some people are not some people are born a twin some people are born alone and we all have these experiences but we all have similar feelings and we could take each other's experiences and learn from them, understand them, and help each other move and become better than what we were. Beautiful. Zach, you're putting you're putting on a show. This, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Thank you. I I am um, also you. if you have time i love to do an activity with my guests um and it could sure. be a few different things um uh, to lay out some options for you um but i like to one of them i like to ask my guests a song that they about a song they really enjoy or have been listening to recently and play the song and while it's playing either take a pen to some paper and write something down or draw something, whatever um, comes to you, comes to your hand, or um, just close the eyes and maybe just visualize like a music video or a, a scene that's pictured um, as the yeah whatever vision comes to you. Or um, I know you mentioned that you did some rapping before. We could also just freestyle rap as a, as an activity, but uh, whatever what. Does any do any of those sound good to you? Um, yeah, I think two of them sound good to me. I like the the freestyling, the rapping, but I also just the uh, there there are like two songs I've been playing on repeat recently. Awesome, yeah, we could do. So I don't know. We could start with the songs and then just see what happens. Okay. Do you want to do that? Yeah, let's do that. Let's run it. Cool. What are the the songs? I'll I'll play them. Hold up and play them. So, oh, which one do I like more? Okay, I think um, so. It's by Masego, and it's called Yebo uh, Sema. It's Y E B O forward slash S-E-M-A. Got it. Alrighty. I will uh, play this one. Hopefully the sound comes out alright. And then um, we can share how we experienced it um, afterwards. Sound good? Okay. Sounds good to me. Sweet. All right, here we go. Mm -hmm. 
There it is. I love that song. It's such a jam. I had never heard that one. I really like that. Glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you, Shane. How did you uh, experience the song? How was it for you? It's so good. It's so good. Um, Masego, he, he's just, he's one of my favorite um, musicians. Hmm. Um, and he's one of my favorites because he, I feel like he, uh, just naturally has a skill in in jazz music. A lot of his music has like uh, very jazzy over undertones, um, but this song was off like his newest project, and um, I I think like a big motif in this project. I think the actual album was called like Studying Abroad. Um, so there's a lot of like cultural things that aren't um, unique or or uh, very apparent in in the United States, uh, whereas jazz is that thing. Jazz is very United States in that sense. Um, but on this product, there's a couple songs that have like influence from some Asian cultures, or uh, like that one that had influences from. Um, to me, I hear like Latin American and African. Mm-hmm. Um, so it goes hand to hand, like with what I was saying before about the world and like how big it is, how vast it is, and uh, there's just so much um, that's out there that looks so different or sounds so different on the outside, um, but on a deeper level, it's so similar and so complementary. Um, so I feel like he just hits it, especially in that song. Like he, I feel like he takes a bunch of different things, all these different instruments, and just throws it together and creates a sound of things that are so different, but it just sounds so cohesive. It sounds so good. Um, and it's just so groovy. It just makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I should be like sipping a margarita right now. <laughs> Absolutely. That I, yeah, I felt, I felt really good listening to that. I was picturing it in my head. Like, yeah, yeah kind of like a beach city and it was night and there was there were some like string lights and people were yeah. dance, dancing on the beach and yeah um just in the moment yeah and i honestly yeah i was picturing too and i think it's just i was picturing this because of our conversation but i i imagined everyone was dancing in, in the um under these lights and under the stars. And um, then there was this guy who was on the side who had like tons of layers of sweatshirts on and was Mm -hmm. sitting there. And obviously if you have a lot of tons of sweatshirts on, it's pretty restrictive for your movement. And uh, he wasn't really dancing the way he wanted to. but it was, it was hard for him to, I guess, take off the sweatshirts and got some people to help him out. And then by the end, he's he's has no more sweatshirts on and he's dancing super freely and um, with everyone. I thought it was a, a cool visual to, yeah, kind of encompass. Yeah. Like really letting go and letting the song kind of just, yeah, take you and not being afraid to, 
jump into the dance, you know? Yeah. Don't be afraid. Just let the music take you. Yeah. Absolutely. Did you want the uh, to play another song as well? We, I definitely have time. I don't know if you have time. But, uh, completely up to you. Hmm. Another song. And also put on some uh, instrumental, some beats, and just let some freestyle go. We could try an instrumental freestyle. Sweet. I can't promise it'll be great. <laughs> oh, if if you're if you're dropping in and going for it, that's that's great right there. Okay. Yeah. Any that's great. Let's see. Alright, I'm just gonna Yeah. This is literally just typing in freestyle beats and if you're not feeling it, just say next, and we'll hit the next one. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Let's see if he's got things happening. All right. All right. Wait. I'm yep. already not feeling. It. <laughs> not feeling it. Yeah. Next. Yeah. Next. I'll, All I'll, right. I'll, let me let me suggest one. Yes. Please. Um. If you can. The, I got five on it, instrumental. I got five. Is it? Yeah. Right. I was in. I was listening to the actual song this morning. I was like, ah, this would be a cool beat to freestyle on. Nice. Okay. Uh, sitting in my room and I'm doing an interview. I don't even know. Looking out the window view. I'm just looking and I'm looking at the trees. I got knees. I'm the bees knees and I'm looking clean and I'm looking lean because I've been hitting the gym. I've been lifting the weights. I've been telling her wait because I got to do my thing. I got to do my thing and maybe after I could go and get you a ring. Okay, okay, I wish I had some soda, just kidding, I don't even drink that cola, that cola, that cola, it's the polar bear, boy, I am the coldest, I don't even know, but only middle oldest, cause I got an older sister, got a younger brother, all from the mother, all from your, uh, okay, now I'm looking at my iPad, I'm looking down, look at what I'm drawing, it's a cat, it's a cat, and it's doing its thing, it's wearing a hat, and I'm just do my thing, I'm just freestyling, and you know I'm messing the lips a little bit, okay, okay, let me grab a little sip of some water, cause I falter a little bit at the altar, where I'm on my hands and knees, and I'm praying to thee, praying to he, oh my god, now I'm praying to me, because I am the man, I am the one with a nice hand, I don't even know, but I'll bring it backhand, swinging, okay, I am playing tennis, I don't even know, I'm feeling like a menace, I went to the dentist and he said my teeth nice. Wearing, oh shoot, 
Okay, I messed up just a little bit. I'll bring it back and you know I am it because I am a clown. Turn the frown upside down. Do your thing, it's a smile. Been a while since I've been on this rapping shit. Okay, oh my god, now I'll take a hit and get lit. I'm throwing the fit because I can't think of words and I'm losing my flow, okay? But I'll keep on going because I gotta keep on going and I gotta keep on flowing like the River Nile. Uh, uh. Mm, mm. Uh. All right. Okay. Sitting in my room looking at Spider-Man and he's on a poster that I got on my wall. I want to go outside and have a ball. Shoot the ball from the three-point, from the three-liner. Ah, shoot, I messed it up again. Oh. <laughs> All right, I think I'm losing it. I'm losing my flow. Dude, so good. That was so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jeez. Thank you, man. That was incredible. <laughs> oh my goodness. Jeez. Wow. Shut it down. Shut it down. Jeez. Wow. That wow. I'm I'm stunned. I'm floored. I'm floored. Whew. That was so good. I'm sweating. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's awesome. That is awesome. Oh my gosh. Hey, you just yeah, you 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 you're saying like, oh, I don't know where I'm going. And then you just keep going and you just you just oh, it was so good. Yeah, you just kept firing. <laughs> Thank you, man. Wow. I was afraid you're gonna throw like throw the beat over to me and I was just gonna be like Jeez. Oh, did you want me to? <laughs> no, well, I, I was I was afraid to jump jump in after you were firing. I was, just, you know, you set the set the bar high for me. You know, that was awesome. Damn, I appreciate that. Yes, so good. You you said you hadn't done that in a while. Uh, no, I freestyle kind of often. Um, nice. I have a coworker who, when we work together, and it's pretty slow. Um, that's just what we'll do to kill time. We'll just freestyle. Oh. Um, so that's really like the only reason I'm like decent at it right now is just because I've been doing it kind of often. Um, I just haven't like actually rapped or like sat, sat down and and spent time writing anything. Got it. Flows naturally for you. Wow. Thank you. Yes. I got to take notes. Yeah, that's such a that's such a fun way to kill time. I love it. It really is. I love it. I've always been like someone who's like into poetry and stuff and I rap literally it just is poetry but to a beat. Um, Absolutely. So it's nice. It's just something I've always loved. Ooh. I love it. Love it. Sweet. Well, uh, yeah. If there's uh, anything you'd like to ask me or you have any shout-outs you'd like to give or there's any words you'd like to share with the people out there, you know, please, uh, this is this is your stage. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. 
let me bounce the questions back at you. Sure. Um, this is it's a cool podcast, but um, I guess what I want to ask is, when did you start this? Why did you start it? And what is your goal? Totally. Yeah. Thank you for asking that. Um, I started it in April, I believe. Um, maybe late March. Um, and the goal with it was I really wanted to give people a space to share their story, give people a space to feel appreciated, uh, give people a space to express themselves. Um, and also I wanted to create a space where for myself also I could just speak to people that I think are sweet, you know, or maybe it's a random person that I just met today and just speak with them and learn more about people and I guess feed that curiosity inside me as well. Um, and yeah, it's, so it started about March, April time and then um, when I yeah met you when I was traveling around, um, I didn't keep up with it and I, it was hard just to, I guess, find the time and space to yeah, keep it, keep recording and setting aside, like scheduling with people um, was hard. And so, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I kind of just stopped it. But before I started the podcast at the beginning, I, I think over a year before I had told myself like, oh, it'd be cool to start a podcast and really, yeah, like go speak to people and really try to listen. And um, that was just like, it was always just this idea that was floating and floating and floating. And I just got sick of it one day and I was like, well, shoot, like I'm not, I'm tired of this just like floating around in my head. I'm going to actually do something about this and I want to make it real. And so I, I was like, well, how am I going to do that? So I initially thought, I was like, oh, I'll just like, just check in with someone, you know, check in and make sure they, um, know that I'm working towards it and that didn't really work and then I ended up ask I ended up sending $250 to a friend of mine and saying if I don't have 10 podcasts by June 15th then mm -hmm. don't give me this money back and um, it really has pushed me to to go do this and not in a negative way it's just it's been a great incentive to do something that i know i've wanted to do already um yeah yeah it's just kind of like pushed me uh give, give me that that nudge to go do it um and it's wild because i yeah wasn't doing a lot of podcasts for a long time and then june rolled around and i was like well look, i gotta get going i really gotta get moving and um, the panic button kind of like got pressed, and yeah, I kind of have been structuring all my days around this uh, as of recent. So, um, and it's worked. Okay. Like I got to the 10, 10 mark, and it feels good. So, um, nice. Yeah, that's the I guess the long-winded um, answer. But yeah, I think 
I, I hope to, yeah, continue to do it. And I don't think I'm going to put a rigid structure or schedule on myself with it. Um, but I think it's just going to be cool to have available and up um, to, to be there if I, I guess, feel inclined to hop back into it um, whenever. Cool. Yeah, I think I think it's really cool. Um, I appreciate the the space and time that you gave me today to to talk. It's very cool. Thanks. I I get um very similar, um. A very similar feeling to like my uh, Instagram project that I was doing. Yeah. On this podcast. Absolutely. People, it's. Yeah, it's not. It's not easy. Just talking to people that you don't know well and but it's mm-hmm. it seems like every time that's all just like talk that I have inside my head before I actually go speak with them and then once I every yeah. time afterwards it's just like I couldn't imagine not doing that um so yeah it's been pretty pretty amazing um, and yeah I I relate a lot to you and you were saying like you were doing it for a while and then you know th- things were happening quick and it, it just yeah, yeah it, it's just like I feel the same way it's like yeah things like that like projects they you know sometimes they just come and go at different times sometimes that happens yeah yeah I guess that's a project totally but yeah I think for me what's been crazy is like putting it like a deadline and a goal on it has just been like I didn't know the pa- how much power those had, but it's been mm-hmm. pretty pretty wild how how much it's like forced me and put me in a spot to really focus and lock in. Yeah, pretty cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. so that discipline for yourself definitely a good way to uh, keep keep at it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Any other questions for me? I'll answer the next one with a, with a freestyle if you really want. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess the my next question for you is where is the next place you're traveling to? Ooh, that's a good one. Do you want the, the freestyle or just a straight answer? However you want to do it. Oh, goodness. All right, I'll answer this one just straight up. Um, okay. <laughs> that's not the answer you wanted to hear, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the answer I want to hear is your answer. How have you delivered straight. it? It's um, totally up to you. <laughs> I think I'll play the same beat back after I answer this. Um, I, I think uh, I'm currently in Southern California right now um, in mm-hmm. Orange County, and I think I'm just going to – it's not very far, but I'm going to make the trip up to L.A. tomorrow and uh, see some people I haven't seen in a, in a while, um, maybe even go to a, a Dodgers game. But um, Nice. Yeah, I think – that's the next place, and after that, my car is currently in in Denver, so I gotta go retrieve that. Um, 
and wow. yeah we'll see from there we we shall see yeah i'll definitely uh find a way to keep you posted though sure cool yeah cool man all right the beat's coming out let's hear it same let's do the same one i got five on it i what if i if i'm going through like a rough rough patch in my freestyle you I might, want me to pick it up yeah i'll throw it over to you is that, is that cool okay yeah that's cool <laughs> all right jumping in I'm current. I'm just like stretching out. Literally stretching my body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here with Zach on the chat. We're just little here to rap. Yeah. We're just in the podcast. Yeah. And we're gonna make it last. Yeah. Great guy from Philly. Great guy from Philly. Yeah. Yeah. He is a little silly. Yeah. And that what makes him great. That's what makes him great. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to hate. No, no. Just appreciate and love and love the people all around us. Yeah. Uh, go for it, Zach. Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Appreciate the people that we love that are around us. And we riding on the bus and we're going to school or we're going home or we're going to work or going to watch Lady Spark. I don't know, but we know that we doing our thing. We on the podcast, let that thing ring, get the phone ring, and I pick it up. Who it is, it's Grant. You know, he's coming in with the big Grant. I don't even know, but you know, he's making all that money. That Mooney is Grant, and you know that he's fun. He's he's a guy, and he's living his life. He's so cow, and you know he's doing it well. He's living that life. He's drinking on the lemonade. I don't even know, but you're sipping on that haterade. If you ain't messing with the podcast, with the ducks swimming softly, it's the podcast. It's the fucking best. And we banging on our chest, and we doing it. I don't even know, but you know we're flowing in it. And we keep on going, and we keep on going, and we're riding in the boat, and we're pushing with the oar. Or, or maybe you wanted more. I don't know, but there is the door. You could see your way out if you don't want to hang. You could see your way out if you ain't on the couch. You could see your way out if you ain't talking about what we talking about. Even if you want about, throw up your fist. Throw up your fist. I'm a pacifist. I'll pass my fist into your face. Okay, JK, I bring it back. I'm not really about the aggressive stuff, but you know it's that. And it's Zach on the track, and I'm coming back. And it's Zach rocking yellow fanny packs, cause I'm, I'm a guy with a nice style with the fashion. And you know that it's always clashing with the other people in the street looking always nice. Got my bracelet and my necklace, and it's ice. I don't even know, but I'm eating rice with sweet and sour. I do it every hour. I got this power, and I'm feeling very sour, cause I'm sipping on some lemon, and I'm sipping on some lime. And you know that I'm hanging with this dime. It's my girlfriend. And you know I put her in that rhyme because she. <laughs> All right, I think I lost. I lost my flow. I don't know that. My <laughs> gosh! <laughs> Zach on the attack, man! Holy sheesh! That was insane. 
Dude, you, you just ha- that is just goodness. Oh, I really appreciate you, you, yeah, catching the the mic there. <laughs> no, thank you, man. I'm sorry if I took uh, too much of your of your flow there. No, no, no. That was that was great. We'll we'll get another phone another time. Don't worry. Okay. I'll, I need. I'll I'll get um, I'll work on mine in the meantime. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully the flow was in a. I what did you what did you think of it? Yeah, what did you think? <laughs> do you, do you uh, rap often? Do you freestyle often? <laughs> no. I think it was pretty good then. There you go. <laughs> Love it. Love to hear it. <laughs> Sweet. Nice. It was very. It was very wholesome. Very nice. Love that. It made me feel good. I love that. That's that's a that's a win right there. Sweet. Oh, I feel alive. I think I'm just gonna freestyle the rest of the day. Honestly, that's the way to do it. That's how you get better. Yeah. Every day. Every day. (laughs) Yeah. For for all those listening. Rhymes, everyone. Yeah. Challenge you to hit the freestyle, everyone. Um, just once a day. Yeah, just jump, just jump in, jump right in. Beautiful, sweet. Well, yeah, this is. If there's anything else you'd like to to share with the world, um, before yeah, before you do it, just want to let you know too that like if there's anything that like you ever need or if there's anything I could ever do for you, um, please like don't ever hesitate to to reach out number and everything so um thank you yeah absolutely i i want to extend that out to you as well um and also to any uh listeners um i guess the easiest way to get in touch with me is my instagram which is just zach2k it's z-a-c number two the letter k underscore um i'm always down to listen and uh, provide feedback or speak my mind. Um, so I'm here for you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was great. Awesome. I'm, I'm glad you, yeah, you enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I look forward to, yeah, staying in touch. And uh, yeah, wish you, wish you all the best. And uh, same to you. Yeah. I'm excited to see and hear about your uh, your journey as a tattoo artist. Thank you. Yeah. Stop in Philly and I'll give you one. Alrighty. <laughs> Ooh, I might have to just jump into that too, like the like the freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good. All right, beautiful. Well, take care, Zach. Um, yeah, have a good one. If you have anything, I'm here for you. Thank you. You take care as well, Grant.